stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm joined by Zach's senior strategist, Kevin Cook, to basically relive our younger years as we're going to take a journey back in time to 1999. Now, why 1999? Because that was the last time there was a lot of IPO um just stuff going on with the IPOs. It was kind of a mania back in 1999. And I remember because I was a new investor and I was living in San Francisco at the time and that was the epicenter of the dot-com boom. The internet was just getting started. Yes, that's how long ago it was. Everyone had an AOL account and we were getting onto the internet through the AOL. And then we had Yahoo Mail, things like that were busting out. And then there were the IPOs. There were IPOs galore. So I went back and took a look and see to see if, I, you know, my recollection matched up with what was going on. And uh, it did. So in 1998, there were 363 IPO deals, and that raised $37.5 billion. And then in 1999, it got even crazier. There were 510 IPOs, and that raised $65.9 billion, which at the time was a new all-time record. And then they also said um, in a good article on MarketWatch that you can still access because MarketWatch was just launching – Basically, it's business in 1999. I think they launched in like 1998. And actually, this is strange. They went IPO in 1999, which is like tells you everything that was going on because you can't imagine like a market watch website going IPO. But they did. And they said that three of the five richest IPOs at that time, so 20 years ago, had launched in 1999. And this was kind of interesting little stats. So those three companies, three of the five that were that year were UPS, which you wouldn't necessarily think during the dot-com boom that UPS would be one of the big hot ones, Goldman Sachs, and then Charter Communications. So I thought that was kind of interesting that those three were the big ones. And then you had some really interesting ones in 1999, like the phone, the internet phone calling company, phone.com. <laughs> they went IPO. Do you, do you even remember that one, Kevin? I don't even remember phone.com. I don't think it, it lasted sounds, very long. It sounds familiar. But yeah, there was a lot of anything that could be .com back then was like, right. that's what you did. Um, Pets.com, yeah, obviously. Like, yeah, and like to be free from your, your landline and to be able to make calls over the internet was going to be, you know, it was going to be cheap. Yeah. It was just going to be the greatest thing. So Yeah. but that, 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 that IPO would probably kill it today if it was named something different. <laughs> Probably, yes. Um, but that one, uh, I don't believe is with us anymore. Um, and yeah, it's good to go back and look at these because it's interesting to see what was on the list of the biggest gainers. So the best IPO that year in 1999 um, was apparently VA Linux Systems. The ticker was INUX back in the day. I don't think that exists either. It was up 698%. Um, in just like a, a couple of weeks in December, it went IPO and it literally was up almost 700% within like three weeks. So you can kind of see what was going on back then in the mania. Like we read about it and you hear about it now, like, oh, 1999, okay, whatever. Um, but when you look at what was going on then and then compare it to today, so 
that's kind of where we are because I'm getting a lot of people telling me like, oh, this feels a lot like 1999. We have all these big IPOs suddenly going like every week. It's all this excitement and everybody's into it. But I don't know, Kevin, are they? It like doesn't feel that hot to me. And I looked up 2018's numbers, which was an actual pretty good year for IPOs. And there were 190 IPOs in 2018. So, and then you have some stats about what is looking like could happen in 2019, which is... Well, and it's not surprising that, that people are saying that to you, that they're skeptical because, I mean, look at the big one we just had, Lyft. Was kind yeah. of a flop, right? Yeah, it was, it was priced to perfection, and it's done not, done nothing but gone down after sucking investors in at you know above eighty five dollars. Right, but nothing, we, nothing in in nineteen ninety nine bombed that I can remember. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there yeah. were out of five hundred and ten. I'm sure there were some, but yeah. literally these crazy ones went IPO and a year later were up like five hundred percent. Like that's what was happening. And I do think it's better that that's not happening now. So don't get me wrong. Yeah. 99 was a weird time. For people who don't uh, remember, that was uh, we faced the specter of Y2K. Right. We did. The computers were not built for the change of the millennium. And so there was all this speculation that everything would come crashing down. (laughs) Our our new digital system and everything. Right. That's right. Thanks your bank account, you'd wake up, it'd be zero and stocks would be gone. And somehow we survived that. But before we did, um, Alan Greenspan, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, had already been talking about bubbles in the late late 90s and kind of went back and forth on his position on it. But he got us through the 97 crisis and uh, the 98 Russian ruble crisis. And then um, I think rates got a little tighter into 99 because he was worried about the ascent of the stock market. But then he was also worried about Y2K. So what did he do? <laughs> he he pumped liquidity into the system. Yeah. And so it just vaulted the NASDAQ, right? And that's, you know, so then you had, I remember um, uh, some companies, uh, what is this one I used to trade? Um, Rambus. Rambus oh. is a chip company. Yeah. And Qualcomm. Qualcomm was going to Qualcomm a thousand, right? And, was insane, and some, Qualcomm. And some of these stocks were having... Um, like fifty percent swings in a day. Yeah, you know, two hundred dollar stock would go to three hundred, yeah. and then back down to two hundred next week. And it was just—I mean, if you were a quick trader, there was money to be made. But uh, you know, but then everything started to fall apart. Right in in two thousand, you know, and so along with the IPO mania narrative that people like to say, and we we people look at cycles and say, "Well, is this like then?" Right. The other thing I was looking at was more fundamentally that the. Earnings peak that we just had in Q3 yeah. looked a lot like the earnings peak from the NASDAQ top back then in 2000. Really? Where earnings soared, you know, into Q4, Q1 of 2000, and and then the comps were impossible, right? Yeah. And so you were you basically went into an earnings recession, especially for tech, as it, as it could never comp those numbers again, and it, and 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 it. So that created sort of a self-fulfilling deceleration, too. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of looking at that as, as another underlying narrative for 2000. But, um, you know, but talking n- about IPOs, I, I was just looking at one IPO list that I saw. I can't, I can't believe the number of companies that have, you know, 
filed and gone public. You said there was like 190 that IPO'd in 2018, yeah, right? Yeah, that's what I saw. And there were, there were in Q4 alone, there were over 50 filings. Yeah. You know, for, for pending IPOs, some of which we're seeing now. And just this year, year to date, uh, there have been over 75 filings. So the, the investment banking machinery and, the, you know, as it's connected to Silicon Valley, is just pumping out the IPOs here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering. I, I worked as a lawyer back in the day, and all, all my law firm was doing was hiring corporate attorneys to handle all the IPOs okay. because they literally <laughs> didn't have the staff to do the paperwork. And I'm wondering, like, maybe that's a sign, too. Maybe I should tap my my legal networks and see if they're hiring again on the corporate side <laughs> because, um, yeah, this, this is a lot of work if 75 have filed for this year already. So they might not have the personnel available, but what do you make of some of these really big names that we've been waiting? It's seemingly like years to go IPO all going IPO, like one right after another. So we had the lift that you mentioned we're getting Uber like any day now, apparently, and Pinterest mm-hmm. is launching on Thursday of this week when this is being recorded, actually. Um, we're waiting on some other big ones like Airbnb. I feel like that's maybe the last, that one in Palantir are the two other big guys still mm-hmm. to go. But Instacart apparently may go. Um, Beyond Me is kind of an interesting, intriguing one that's a non-tech one. <laughs> That could be going, and then we're getting Zoom video here too. That's about to go. What do you see? Any kind of like danger signs in that, or is it, you know, because I don't feel the mom and pops are like really into these. Like if you go on the Pinterest, yeah. uh, they have a Pinterest thread already active for these ones that have already filed. The uh, Stock Twits has put a thread on there with the if they've said what their ticker is going to be. So Pinterest is P-I-N-S. It's going to go as, and they already have the thread on there. And there's very little discussion. Literally someone today just was like, when is this going public? Like they're still asking these basic questions. There's not like, oh, I can't wait to get in this. And oh, super exciting. I guess that's a bad thing for Pinterest and for, you know, those owners right now. But yeah, but there's there's so much money out there. There's so much investment money out there, whether it's, you know, uh, mutual funds, hedge funds, private equity, wealthy people. So they don't need retail to invest in these. IPOs. For sure. For so, sure. So I have a couple, a couple things to say about like, so first I'll take the, this is, this is a, another scary mania side first. And okay. that would be that it seems like the wall street investment banks are in a hurry to get these things to market. Yeah. Now, why would they be in a hurry? Well, we just came off of an earnings, and economic growth peak in Q3 of 2018. And I'm not saying that we can't, you know, we can't exceed that peak, but it was a peak. We're, we're you know, the, we're, we're going to have trouble comping those numbers again in terms of earnings growth and GDP growth. So, and then the stock market had a vicious correction. So I think that got Wall Street investment banks like Goldman Stanley, Bank of America, Morgan Stanley, J.P. Morgan, Citi. They got all these banks were like, you know what? We should probably get our high-profile companies to market pretty quick. So yeah. that's, that's Lyft, that's Uber. Um, now, but I'm not so scared of that because I'm looking at other fundamentals that I'll tell you about in a minute that say that uh, the you know the tech market and the economy are fine. Uh, the other thing is 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 
So I just said that, you know, mom and pop and retail investors, they're not that interested in Uber or Lyft, even if they even if they take the extreme view that, wow, this is a technology platform. And that's the big debate. Right. We talk about that all the time. Like, what is Grubhub? Is Grubhub a food delivery company or is it this technology platform that, you know, has advertising and marketing for restaurants? Right. You know, so it's, it's a mix. It's a hybrid. Right. Well, Uber's the same thing. Is it a taxi company or is it this technology platform that will uh, be gathering and harvesting data, selling advertising? Um, you know, they've gone into food delivery, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so that, that's that's the debate. And, and I think your average investor is like, I don't need to jump into this. You know, no. like, that's not, it's not a tech. It's not a technology platform you can readily understand. Right. For sure. Yeah, I actually overheard on the bus today two people talking about the Uber and Lyft and the IPOs and like the stock market with them, but they were not, uh, from what I gathered and eavesdropped on, <laughs> they were not uh, thinking about actually investing. They were talking about how Lyft's shares had declined and that Uber was about to go IPO too, and then they were kind of like shrugged about it. They weren't like, oh, that could be a buying opportunity or anything like that. That's why I feel like this is not a replay of 1999 because we couldn't wait to get our hands onto all the money losing ventures in 1999. (laughs) Like, you know, the Pets.com of the world. Remember Pets.com or Webvan? Remember that one? But that seemed seemed like uh, that that seemed like there was a tangible thing there. Like, oh, Pets.com, I get it. Everybody's going to order their pet food online. Right. Or their or their leashes or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and so you thought, this is my chance since I missed, you know, whatever I missed. Amazon. You know, whatever you missed or before, whatever. Yahoo. Yeah. 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 Now I could get, now I could get in. So yeah, there were a lot of duds. Yeah. Um, um, so I'm looking at, uh, what is Lyft? So Lyft, Lyft's market cap is uh, mid-teens yeah. in the billions. Um, do you know what Uber, isn't Uber going to be something much bigger? Yeah, over a hundred, a hundred billion. They're expecting. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And um, you mentioned Zoom. I think that's an interesting one coming. When is that? Next week, maybe? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the video conferencing company. I've actually used it before. And they have a free version where if you just want to have a meeting with less than 10 people and you only do it a couple times a month, it's free. Yeah. That's how it used to be. And then they try, try and pull you in, you know, as, you, as you're organization or company and your business expand and you want to have 50 people on a few times a week or whatever, then you pay so much. But I, I, what I don't understand is how can they come into this market and compete with, you know, you've got uh, Citrix owns GoToMeeting, you've got uh, Cisco's WebEx, um, Google Hangouts is free. I think, isn't Skype still free? And it's pretty good. Yeah. And then Uber has the Uber Conference, strangely. Yeah. Now, 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 is that actually part of Uber? I think that's so. What, we that's our little secret. We've been using it here at Zach's for some of our internal meetings, and yeah. it's, it's a really robust platform. I've seen other things, you know, uh, lose connection or whatever, but we've had no problem with it. Yeah, yeah, uh, that could be an area for them too. But yeah, a lot of people are excited about Zoom video, though. I feel like this is one of the hotter ones that could go. I think the ticker is ZM. Is that right? Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. So if people are want to watch that one, you can already watch through the ticker on that one and see. But I'm pretty sure they're a week away maybe on that one. But who knows? Sometimes they suddenly are just, you know, there they are down on the floor of the stock exchange. 
I think they like to spread it out a little bit because they all want to go down there and ring the bell and whatever. And you can only, oh, yeah. only have so many doing that at the same day. Um, what about Pinterest? That doesn't get, like I said, that's not getting any love on StockTwits at all. Tickers, P-I-N-S. You know, I think you'd have to, uh, I mean, what's the closest comp? It would be Snapchat, right? Like, here's a platform where people share stuff. And is it going to be able to monetize all those eyeballs? Well, I, I don't know. Instagram or something would be more of a closer comp, I feel. Okay, yeah. But, yeah. But it, and, and Instagram is succeeding. They, they're, yeah. they're, they're starting to really be able to put the advertising in there without, you know, losing their audiences. Yeah. And so that's the challenge for Snapchat, I think, at some point, if they're going to monetize eyeballs. Uh, maybe Pinterest can do it better. I don't know. I don't use Pinterest that much, but it seems like... Um, um, right. It's, it, it's more of a library, right? Um, I don't know how you describe it. It's 80% women, though. That's its it user like base. Instagram is messages. You know, it's, it's more like real time. Here's what I'm doing. Check this out. Whereas Pinterest is like collections of things that people like, right? Yeah. So yeah. maybe, maybe in that sense of it being more of a everybody has their own gallery or there's different types of galleries, maybe there's more opportunity to insert advertising, you know, or something like that to be able to monetize it. Well, yeah, they certainly have most retail brands are on Pinterest okay. for that reason. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not a user, so I yeah. don't know that. Um, I wonder, does your wife that. use it? Because she's a big cook and a lot of people in the cooking scene are on Pinterest because there's a lot of yeah, recipes I, and things. I've seen her go on uh, online. I don't know if okay. she uses that much, that much mobile. Okay. And is it mostly mobile usage for that? No, I don't think so. Okay. People yeah. look at it online. Yeah. So that's, a, uh-huh. that's kind of a plus is that it's not one of these uh, platforms that is, uh, you know, built for mobile necessarily. Yeah. It's, it's also very conducive to, to, you know, being on a PC or a, a laptop. Yeah, for sure. Now, if no, someone wanna... if someone is not interested in like the current IPOs for the various reasons we were just kind of saying that there's some, you know, issues with some of them, what about investing in last year's IPOs then? Like Spotify, as we've mentioned, they went they were one of the biggest IPOs last year, but there was also mm-hmm. a couple of other interesting ones that people, you know, don't really talk about now, but maybe we should yeah. be looking at last year's. I'm glad you asked. Okay. So, um, I actually uh, published a report last night for one of our newsletters called Dax Confidential, where I took a look at the tech, what I call the tech super cycle, how, you know, there is so much going on, you know, beyond the PC, beyond mobile with artificial intelligence and big data and, you know, possibly autonomous cars, that um, this technology cycle is actually lengthening this this bull market expansion and this economic expansion. I mean, look at, you know, this June, we're going to reach 120 months in this economic expansion, which will tie the expansion of the 1990s for the longest ever. Yeah. You know, so we're going to go into, we're going to be talking, we're going to be in year 11 of this economic expansion of bull market pretty soon. And it's, so it's pretty amazing. Now, I'm going to share with you a few names of IPOs from 2018 that I really like. First, let me Connect back to 1990s, late 1990s. Remember Netscape? The uh, you know uh, the first browser was called Mosaic. Yeah. And, Net- 
and AOL buys Netscape for like four billion. Yeah. Well, the guy who the guy who did that was Mark Andreessen, and uh, he went on to just create his own you know venture capital fund and has invested in everything. He's probably in Lyft and Uber for all I know yeah. and Pinterest. Um, but he wrote uh, an essay for the Wall Street Journal in 2011 called "Why Software Is Eating the World," and I. I read that a couple of years ago, and I thought, yeah, but I still favored more of the chip companies and things like NVIDIA. And I was, and I was partial to, you know, looking at things that, uh, say, Salesforce and Adobe were doing. But I really didn't dive into to software the way I should have because the valuations were so high. So I, um, this year, when we thought that the – remember when we thought the, the semiconductors had topped? You know, yes. and you, you yes. sold your semiconductors I did. before because you're like cycle peak. Right. And you and you turned out your timing turned out to be good because they went a lot lower. They in did. The correction in December. Yeah. And but they're uh, back now. They, they've they, rebounded. Oh my gosh, they came all the way back. The, yeah. The, the, the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index made new all time highs uh, just this month. Right. It's amazing. And then the other thing that's been leading the market in technology is software. So, you know, everybody wonders, oh, is this is this market still all about fangs? Well, yes, Apple and Amazon and Microsoft are, and Facebook are, you know, 30, 40% of the NASDAQ, but the whole, the whole market has been lifted with smaller semiconductors and smaller software companies. So I really started focusing last month on the software space and, and went back and revisited this article by, uh, by Andreessen to see that, you know, everything that he said is still true. Software is eating the world, and now I look at it like, you know, these companies can support these valuations with, you know, they don't even have a PE, right? And they're trading at over 10 times sales. It's almost like biotech. Right. Um, because software is so different. You know, software goes beyond time and space, right? It, and, you, and there's almost unlimited codes that somebody can write to run some part of our world. So that's what really what's happening is all these Specialized software companies are coming up with something new that helps a company be more productive and efficient. And then that's part of why I call it a tech super cycle is there's just amazing productivity tools available. So let me tell you some of these companies that I think investors want to look at that IPO'd in uh, 2018. Where are my tech IPOs 2018? Okay, i got to find this portfolio I made. Unfortunately, I made, I made this portfolio in like Q3. Okay. And then and I stopped looking at it in Q4 because you were demoralized. Juggling. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> well, and I, and, I was, and I thought a serious earnings recession was coming that the market hadn't priced in. Yeah. But it did kind of price it in down at S&P 2400, you know? Right. So uh, this portfolio I put together of over 25 companies has such interesting names that I have bought two of them recently. Um, one of them is called Smartsheet, S-M-A-R, and they make software that integrates all the other platforms. So they help you integrate your, your Salesforce with your Dropbox, um, with you know, lots of other tools you might be using. Okay. Um, and then there's DocuSign. You've probably heard of that. That's yeah. the, the company that you know, allows you to sign documents digitally and remotely. Um, what's that ticker? That, that, that's D-O-C-U. Okay. Um, and then the other one I bought, um, is Domo, 
and Domo is a is a really interesting platform company too. You know, they make a, a specialized solution similar to Smartsheet of, of integrating platforms, but then they're also like the little um, you know Tableau, yeah, uh, data visualization, yeah. So that that takes your company's data and lets you you know like crunch it into not just spreadsheets, but like pictures and graphs and charts and you know, so you can really visualize the the metrics of your company. Uh, Domo is like a, a little miniature tableau. Okay. And the, then another cool company. Is that D-O-M-O? Yeah, D-O-M-O, Domo. Okay. And then there was Dropbox, which is yeah. kind of like, I, you know, Dropbox hasn't done that well since the IPO. Um, DBX, I think, is the ticker. And my theory there is, it seems just kind of like a generic thing, like, you know, can't you get, yeah, it IPO'd in May of last year. Yeah. Like, if it's just storage, can't you get that anywhere? Can't you get that right. from Amazon, Microsoft? Um, so that's a, that's a stock that is trading below its IPO price. Looks like it IPO'd in March of 2018, um, you know, around 30 bucks, and it's trading, you know, near 21 Okay. So that's one that, you know, and maybe my theory is right there. Maybe there's other issues with Dropbox. And the last one I wanted to mention um, is, uh, oh, there's actually two. Uh, Zscaler, ZS, was, um, uh, Brian Boland spotted this one. I had it in my portfolio, but I, again, I took my eye off the ball here. And he just traded this one for a nice game this year as, as software has just run up. And they're like uh, performance management um, and and security, they're they're in security. So you know, let, there's a lot of crossover with some of these companies, but you wouldn't believe how many companies are doing security. And it and it seemed like um, a year ago, yeah, even a year ago, you could own some of the um, cyber security stocks, and they really didn't go anywhere. And and now they're all flying okay. along with the rest of. Uh, and the last one is Duora, D-U-O. Uh, this one's kind of interesting. It helps. Uh, individuals and corporations manage their subscriptions. So, you know, everybody's doing recurring subscriptions, right? Yeah. So that's a big deal. That, it's like the it's like one of the best models, right? Instead of asking somebody, "Hey, pay five thousand for my five thousand dollars for my service upfront today," right? Like, no, I'll let you do a subscription for yeah. whatever. So, um, so those were some of the interesting IPOs from. 2018 that, you know, some have done well. Uh, two I like so much I bought. Um, I, I actually like Zscaler, but I think it's a little pricey right here. And uh, so that's, okay. that's that sample. Okay. Well, yeah, I think that investors interested in IPOs can look in a lot of places. They don't have to do just the latest hot one, or they can even just wait a couple of months and see what happens with some of these because it's not 1999. In 1999, if you waited a couple of months, it was too late. You had already missed the run, basically, um, unless right. you waited all the way until until 2000 when the decline started. Then, then you could have gotten in, but a lot of those IPOs did not survive the, um, you know, sell off the dot com bust that came after but i don't see those conditions here um like i was saying earlier i went to a family event over the weekend and we were all eating at the luncheon and everything and i thought you know this could be interesting maybe i'll get some questions about stocks or whatever and i did 
But nobody asked me about any of the IPOs. Nobody asked about Uber, which would have been a given one, I think. And instead, they asked me about the marijuana stocks <laughs> thing. And I didn't even bring it up. Suddenly, I'm being like shown, like, what do you think of Aurora Cannabis? And I was glad to hear that people knew some of these names. Um, so that's interesting. I don't know. That's a whole... It's like, it's like over a year ago when at some gathering, everybody wanted to ask me about uh, the cryptos, stocks, yeah, at Thanksgiving. And now nobody talks about them. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Those are done now. Um, but it tells you that maybe there's a little bit more of the the retail mania in the still in the cannabis stocks than there is in the IPOs. But that's a good thing, I feel, for the IPO market. I feel like that that means it's pretty healthy here that there isn't this kind of mania like we saw in 1999 or a yeah, bubble. Yeah, and the other, the other thing is, is we have plenty to worry about with the global economy. Like, yeah. you know, par- parts of Europe are on the verge of recession. I think Italy's in a recession. And th- and their yeah. their central bank is ready to, you know, roll out more QE. Then you have chi- the China slowdown and their whole uh, transformation from a, yeah. you know, industrial economy to a consumer economy. And then the trade war. But in the midst of all that global worry, the semiconductors and the software stocks have made new highs. Because they still have strong sales and earnings growth. Yeah. So that's what that's what tells me it's it's not nineteen ninety nine anymore, where I thought it could be that we could have this deceleration. That has been stopped in its tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Good thing to point out. Okay, we covered a lot of stocks on this episode. So I'm gonna give out a lot of the tickers. Some of these aren't trading yet. I'll give out those to in the beginning here. And then we'll cover the ones that Kevin just talked about that he liked from twenty eighteen. So um, some of the ones not trading, Uber, it's not gone yet, U-B-E-R, Pinterest is P-I-N-S, Zoom Video is Z-M, and it is trading. You can already get Lyft, L-Y-F-T. The ones from 2018, Smartsheet, S-M-A-R, DocuSign, D-O-C-U, Domo, D-O-M-O, Dropbox is D-B-X, Zscaler is ZS and then Zorora. Is that right? Did I say that right? Zorora, yeah. Zorora. Z-U-O is the ticker there. So there's a lot of good ideas. Uh, this is an exciting time. If you're interested in some of these new names, they're all their S1s are filed for these IPOs and it pays to go read those. A lot of good information in there. And then, of course, once they actually are trading, listen in on those conference calls. You get a lot of like, you know, kind of behind the scenes things going on a lot of times when you listen in on those conference calls. But as always, we aim to bring you everything that's going on in the stock market on here on the Market Edge. So you want to subscribe. Be sure to get us on Apple Podcasts or you can get us on SoundCloud. And we are now on Spotify. But get us somewhere so you don't miss a single episode. And I'll be back again next week with some more stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.